Welcome to Mystery Outsiders and Abs. I'm Kevin Weir. I'm so excited. This is a team drama fan cast. Oh, yeah. I'm Aaron Weir. <laughs> Guys. I, I was carrying on. I let you do your thing. I'm so excited. Riverdale is back. Yes. And it is not changed. We we were we were worried it would get either better or worse. It has done neither. It has done neither. It is everything we want it to be. <laughs> it has continued down the line. You know what else I'm excited, Kevin? What? Did I tell you I left my workout clothes in Vegas? Yes. So I left my workout clothes in Vegas, listeners. This is very upsetting because it's Lululemon. Yeah, those are like $1,000. They're very expensive. So at first I like was like, they're gone forever. And then I was like, Aaron Weir, you need to be a grown-up. You are a 30-year-old woman. You need to act like one. Yes. And then you texted me. <laughs> at like midnight. Yes. <laughs> and then the next day I went on the New York, New York website. Yep. And it turns out they have, shockingly, a hotel in Vegas has, like, a system yeah, for things being lost. As, as I thought they would. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a form that you fill in. It's automated. They found my items. They told me it would cost $45 to ship them back. Which is uh, which is about 90% of the cost, or uh, 10% of the... <laughs> so... I don't know. Which, whichever one makes Lululemon sound more expensive. Yes. Lululemon tops, about 60 bucks. Leggings are about 89 Good deal. Yeah, good but deal. then our parents revealed to me that they will be passing within spinning distance of Vegas on their way home. So they're, gonna, so they're just going to stop by <laughs> yes. and pick up your clothes. Yes, they are. So that is how I acted like a 30-year-old woman by having my parents go back to the hotel and get my things. <laughs> I mean, that's good. Well, if they hadn't gone, I then found out that Auntie Donna and Uncle Arnold were going to be in Vegas for a convention. And I was like, well, you know, Auntie Donna gets pretty bored. She doesn't really do anything during the day. At some point, those workout clothes would make their way back to you at exactly. some time in the next year. It's, well, I get them by Christmas, I presume. I yeah, no. see them every year at Christmas. Yeah, yeah, no, but I mean, this is when they go there and then it was you. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. But this is ideal scenario. <laughs> don't have to pay any money, and you get your clothes back. In, like, two weeks. Yeah, it's perfect. It's amazing. It's amazing. So uh, that's where my life has been. Do we want to talk about Riverdale, then? Yes. Riverdale is uh, maybe more exciting than my pants. Yeah, I think we're going to talk about Riverdale. Hey, Riverdale's listeners. back, so let's talk about Riverdale. You be the judge. More exciting than Aaron's pants? Let's see. All right, so this is Season 2, Episode 1, A Kiss Before Dying. A Kiss Before Dying. Now, I should clarify, technically by the rules of how they did it, it's chapter 14, A Kiss Before Dying. But it, well, let's continue the music. This is going to get very clumsy eventually. Yeah. Yeah. So apparently over the summer, Jughead has evolved. Yeah, he's like a Pokemon. He's gone to the next level. Yeah, so rather than being a narrator, rather than being like he's writing his book, he's now just the omniscient narrator because he says at this very moment. And it has been established in the canon of this TV show. That he's show, writing a book. That he's writing the book right now about yeah. what's happening right now. So, he, so He's not reflecting back. This is not future Jughead. Because we see him writing it. We yes. see him writing the book. Oh. Also, also, so now this book has gone from a book about Jason the dis- Blossom, the, dis- the disappearance of Jason Blossom, to being just a book about Riverdale. Yeah, it's essentially Jughead keeps on being like, "You know this town," so I imagine this book is going to be called "You Know This Town." Yeah, and Jughead has, for some reason, believed that the mayor's 
Jubilee was supposed to change everything. Because it was very clear that it was not going to change anything when Betty gave that strident speech. Yeah, and like, what was it supposed to change? It was just supposed to bring some happiness to the people. I guess. And also stir up anti-serpent sentiment, I think. Also anti-blossom sentiment right at the end there. That's true. (laughs) Anyway, shockingly... Things are not good. Yes, because Jughead is like, uh, Archie's racing towards uh, <laughs> towards town because he had to get his dad into an ambulance. Archie cause... Andrews, who doesn't even have a driver's license. Hey, show, stop reminding us that they're 15. Because <laughs> some of the things you make him go through does not make sense for 15-year-olds. Exactly. So in case you forgot what happened last season, last season ended with Fred and, or Luke Perry Andrews. Being Sorry. shot. Oh, yeah. Kevin <laughs> called the character by his proper Luke, name. His, his Luke Perry Andrews getting shot. Luke Perry Andrews super got shot trying to protect his son. Yes. It and looked like his son was jumping in front of him, but it turns out. Yeah, no. Ar- Ar- and now Archie's cradling him and just, just the most blood. Oh, my Wait, God. When Archie parks the truck, there is a stream of yeah, blood leading into the hospital. bloodline. And I'm like, man, there's not that much blood in a human body. Well, I mean, maybe Archie's leaking a little bit, too. Instead of crying tears, he's just crying his, like, fake blood supplement. <laughs> All the wires got crossed? Or yeah. the valves got crossed? Yeah. Because later they go back to um, uh, Pop, to Pop Tate, and there's, like, I swear to God, that, that pool of blood is, like, an inch thick. There's a lot of blood. It's just seeping from Archie's, like, pores. But Ar- but Archie, like, drags him into the hospital, and Fred Andrew, or um, Luke Perry Andrews is sort of standing... And then the hospital people take him over, and... And then the, a weird thing happens. Because Luke Perry Andrews has a dream sequence. It's a dream sequence of Archie's grad. Yeah, and, like, it's... Now the guy has a shotgun? Yeah, yeah. Was and... this the one that was the grad? This was yeah, the grad, the... yeah. Oh, I wrote down what each crazy dream was. <laughs> Don't worry. This one was the grad, and here's a here's a sort of a, a look forward at the rest of these dream sequences. They're all super heavy-handed, but I don't know what they're heavy-handed towards. Yeah, I'm not really sure I th- what... Well, I mean, Jughead tells us, quotation marks at the end, that all Luke Perry Andrews wants is to protect Archie. Which... I. Yeah, duh. Which is, he, he always wanted to protect yeah, Archie. this is not a new this, development. Yeah, this is not a new change in his body. He has only ever wanted to protect Archie. That is his number one goal. But in this dream, like, he like he, he sees, you know, he's at, he's at the graduation, and everyone keeps on saying, die, over and over again. And then the masked man comes with his shotgun, and he's like, everyone get down! Yeah, and then he fires the gun, and that leads to... Awakening. What, what does that cut? No, it doesn't lead. No, it does, It up. cuts to um. It, cut to? it cuts to Betty's house. All right, so he shoots the gun, and then we cut to Betty's house. Oh no, Archie! Sorry, Archie is standing outside of the door, being like, "I'm here, Dad. I'm here." And I'm like, "I don't understand why that door leads directly into oh, this <laughs> yeah. hospital." Makes no sense. Yeah, let's let, let's explain the the geography of that because uh, there's a hallway from the entrance of the hospital straight to the um, straight to the surgical theater, which anyone could just stand in and look in. Yep. Like he's, he's not allowed to go in, as these 1940s doctors tell him. Yeah, but he can look right in as much as he wants. Anyway, back to Betty's house, where Betty is calmly sitting at the table, and her mom walks in and says, good morning, and has a full breakfast. Like, it just, the timing of this scene? Yeah, well, was I Was her get... mom just quietly in the kitchen preparing breakfast, and then when breakfast was ready, she was like, now I will talk to Betty. Well, the scene began. <laughs> the scene began. <laughs> I don't know why she has to say good morning. Would we not realize it's morning? Uh, anyway... Know. 
in an ongoing trend of amazing insults from Mrs. Cooper, she calls Jughead a beanie-wearing cad. Well, her 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 main um like sort of insult is is just adjectives. D- the things that people wear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, just just something they wear, something that she doesn't like about them and then And then that's an insult. That, that's, that's an insult. It's like when he was a wig-wearing monster. <laughs> that's why this struck me. I was like, yeah. "Oh, consistency." <laughs> and I just have to wonder why Betty tells her mom anything. Yeah, why, <laughs> why what is, is she telling her mom about what happened in Jughead's house? Like <laughs> She, it's it's like it's unconscious. Whenever she's off camera, she's just telling Miss Cooper everything that's ever gone on with her. Is it we, a Betty ent- character trait? Can she not lie? I, I feel like I feel like last episode, not last season. One of the main storylines is yo, Miss Cooper's crazy. Don't tell her things. Don't tell Miss Cooper. Not because you shouldn't tell your mom things. You shouldn't tell Miss Cooper things. Well, it is established that Miss Cooper is a witch. So perhaps when she was smudging the house and all that, she cast a truth-telling spell. It's possible. It's possible. I mean, that, that's, the, that's the explanation for why Betty gets dumber when she's in the Her Cooper mom. house. Because outside true. the house, she's intelligent as all She's hell. a genius. Um, so in an interesting twist, who does Archie call as soon as he needs to call someone at the hospital? He calls Betty. Yeah, he, he calls Betty. He doesn't call Veronica. Yeah, well, well, he knows. Well, no, he made the right choice because if he called oh, he Veronica, right Veronica wouldn't tell anyone. Veronica would just fall to the floor and weep, <laughs> and she'd pull off her uh, her pearl <laughs> necklaces. And you're like, my life. <laughs> my life is so hard. My boyfriend's dad got shot. <laughs> Mom, don't you understand my sorrow? No. You hate Fred Andrews. And oh, and oh, yeah, we should mention, because we do cut to Veronica being all kinds of sassy to her mom. Because, spoiler alert, her mom's evil now. Yes. Yeah. Veronica is eating a Dean and DeLuca croissant. Where mm-hmm. she got that from, I don't know. <laughs> the same place where she got the crystal from. The <laughs> fridge. She was not supposed to eat, because that's for her father. Mm, yes. Well, the, the crystal was for her father. Mm-hmm. She's True. 15 years old. I thought yep. her mom was going to be upset because she was drinking. drinking. No, her mom was just upset because it's for her dad. Because it's Cristal. It wasn't champagne. It was Cristal. Whatever. So then she has to leave to go to the hospital. Yeah. So now we have to catch up with Jughead. Who has, who has a bike. Yeah, he got a motorcycle overnight. Well, I think it's his dad's motorcycle. His dad's. But my favorite thing about it is that he has already shoveled out a motorcycle path for it. <laughs> because, hey, everyone, it's winter. And you can't. You don't cannot ride, ride a motorcycle ride in a the motorcycle winter. in winter. That is an incorrect that choice. That is the worst time to ride a motorcycle because there's black ice everywhere. People who are serious about motorcycling, and there are a lot of those in Calgary, they put their motorcycles away in the winter. Jughead, we know you have a car at that house. FP we, had a we, car. No, we see it right next to the motorcycle. Yeah. But no. But he's like, no, now I got a leather jacket, <laughs> and now I'm a motorcyclist. This is what I do. So at first I was like, why are all the parents here? And then I remember that all the parents have to go to the hospital as well because these children cannot drive. <laughs> yeah. Super Jughead. Super Jughead. Jug, he's got to be older. Like he has to have repeated a grade or something. I mean. He is the only one who can drive. And I mean, he has driven numerous times in canon. He might have um, just. Or he like, just have an early been, birthday, I guess. He also could have just been really on the ball. That's true. Like, I, I I, super wanted to get my license as soon as possible. I turned 14. I got my uh, learners. That's true. I turned 16. I got my GDL. And if I turned he, 18. I got my And full. if he had his 
license right when he turned 16. Yeah. I mean, Veronica's never going to need to drive. She's rich. She lives in New York. Exactly. And I cannot imagine Miss Cooper letting Betty have a driver's license. <laughs> exactly. Then she wouldn't be able to control her. And Archie just can robo-run everywhere, so he doesn't need a driver's license. <laughs> yeah, Archie takes off his shirt and runs places. He doesn't need... But now... There will definitely be a plot arc where he is getting his driver's license. Oh, absolutely. So everybody arrives, including the parents. Also, yeah. I assume this Betty just told everyone. I mean, well, we I saw mean, her calling everyone. Yeah. Well, I mean, the parents as well. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, but even so, Mr. Cooper is in this episode and has no lines. Except for when he's like, hmm, Alice. <laughs> and that's it. Simmer. That's it. That's it. His job is to be like, oh, chill out a little bit. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Um,. So, and we also learned that, so, what I heard, and you you watched it twice. Yes. So, we watched this when it came out um, live. Yeah. And then Erin uh, went back and watched it on Netflix, because she was tweeting while we were watching it. So, I could not take notes. Uh, Pop Tate called the ambulance, but yes. it didn't come? Which means Archie waited for approximately one minute, and then was like, not enough! Yeah. And ran into the night with I don't, his father. I don't know what the mechanics of that are, where you call an ambulance, and they're just like, nah. Yeah, that's, that's not how ambulances work. <laughs> Look, this sounds like it's not my concern. It sounds like a you problem. <laughs> Maybe you should have gotten shot. <laughs> but, in a, I don't know, the American healthcare system sounds very weird. But maybe they feel like Fred, Luke Perry Andrews can't afford an ambulance, so they were like, mm, not for him. I mean, 100% he can't. No. Like, if the rest That is 100% going to be a if, plot point. If the rest of the season is not them trying to pay hospital bills, I'm rioting. Because <laughs> that is 100% what's going to be going on. And then they're going to have to take money from the lodges or from the blossoms. It's going to be a thing. Yeah. I mean. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Also, there's a really sweet moment. For comic book readers, where Jughead um, talks about how Archie's been so, so good. He's like a superhero. And then he goes, pure heart the powerful, which there was an Archie, like, side comic book series in the mid-90s where they were all superheroes. Yeah. And Archie was pure heart. Yeah. The he powerful. Wasn't, he, wa- he wasn't a robot. <laughs> he was not a robot, but he Which he is been. now. So Alice Cooper does her own Alice Cooper, and the bad Alice Cooper, obviously, does her own Alice Cooper things, which she starts throwing around accusations immediately. It was clearly the serpents. Clearly it was the serpents, except for clearly it was not. And Betty's like, uh, Simmer? And Veronica is... (sighs) She just can't even hear this right now. (laughs) How am I supposed to be a girlfriend to someone who's going through something like this? Yeah, Veronica. Yeah, that that is her storyline this episode. <laughs> Veronica, How do I be a good person? Veronica, when someone you know and like their parent or you, you know you've interacted with his dad, yeah, when someone you, you know gets shot, don't make it about you. It's not about you. It's not about you. <laughs> Even Archie is not making it about him. <laughs> Veronica has a one very good skill and it is almost supernatural, which is making it about her. It's true. She's the only non-supernatural character in this show, but she's got that but skill. She's got that skill. It's the Marissa Cooper effect. So Archie uh, has to call his mom, and he has this very like heart wrenching talk where he like try where he's like he's a fifteen year old who needs to tell his mom that his dad might die, and it was really well done. KJ Apa for all of his being <laughs> terrible, terrible on social media, yeah. and not a bad person, just a real nineteen year old. Also getting real drunk in Vancouver. Yeah, now, I that was the thing. He got real drunk. At, he got real drunk, and then three people had to carry him out to, to like, get a ride home. because he's 19. He can he's, finally drink. Yeah. Yep. Finally. I mean, in Canada. In Canada. Who knows what you can drink in New Zealand? I think it's probably about the same age. Yeah. America is the highest. It's true. Anyway, KJ Apa really kills it this episode. Yeah. It's great. 
And then here comes Sheriff Keller. To be useless. It's... This is hours later. He is. Like, this is this is mid-morning by now. He is uncannily useless on this show. <laughs> he just he just woke up in the morning like, oh, what are, what's going on today? Oh, this seems like something I should maybe investigate. Let me uh, head on down to that hospital. So he's like, Archie, I need to get your, your statement. And, and Jughead's like, like can me I, too. Can I come? And for the once, I'm on Chef Keller's side. <laughs> he's like, or he's no. Like, no. And Archie's like, no, he should come. Like, no, he shouldn't. Archie's just afraid to be alone. I mean, like, like yeah, like once again, maybe someone not Jughead should come. Because as soon as they get there, Jughead gets immediately angry at Sheriff Keller. So maybe, like, Betty should have gone. You know, the reasonable one. So, yeah, Jughead gets mad at Sheriff Keller because Sheriff Keller is insinuating it's the serpents, which he is. And it's not, but... But, I mean, at that point, yeah, you have you have a criminal organization in the town. You have to... Which... It's true. Yeah. Um, if there's one thing we learned from the Mob Museum, you always have to assume it's the mob. Yeah, and and it's true that Luke Perry Andrews did just fire them. Well, he didn't fire them. Hermione fired yes. them on his behalf. Yes, but, you know, the and whole thing. And you can see they there. would go to him. And so we learned some important information in the scene. One, the guy has green eyes. Green eyes. Yeah, that's the big thing we get over and over. Is he had green eyes. And he was not wearing a ski mask. He made it himself. And we do have a great moment where Sheriff Keller's like, oh, it was a robbery. And then Jughead goes, well, how much cash did they get? And Sheriff Keller's like, oh, I don't know. We don't know yet. Like, this seems like something that's very easy to especially, ask Pop Tate. Especially when we find out. Poverty's like, he didn't take anything. Like, they literally just had to <laughs> ask him. <laughs> Sheriff Keller's like, look, I woke up. I came right here. I'm this seemed like the right thing to do. I'm still half asleep. But you know why this is happening? Because this is a Riverdale. Mm-hmm. 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 Oh, oh, but we also do learn there's holes in the story because... Pop Tate doesn't remember because, I mean, Pop Tate reveals why he doesn't remember anything later. Yeah, well, there's this, this whole thing where um uh, where Sheriff is saying that Pop Tate doesn't remember what happened after their, um he was shot. Can you tell me what happened after you shot? And Archie is super elusive about it. And I'm like, did, did you do something? Did Robo Archie kill that man? <laughs> Did he just like pop his head off like a yeah, dandelion? Did he just Hulk out? Yeah, Robo Hulk. Like it's really, it's really, really going for something here by being like, "What happened in that time?" And like, I didn't even realize there was a time. It didn't seem like there would be any missed time. Yeah, because we saw like the shot. Like, we saw the shot happen. Yeah, and we cut inside, and it's Archie cradling his dad. And it seems to me that he would just run out the door right away. Robo run anyway. I don't know. So um, more stuff about Veronica being useless, not knowing how to be a good person. Yeah, she she called her. Archie, her boyfriend, and which put me on this whole spiral where I'm trying to remember if this was ever clarified to Betty. No, because they only hooked up last night. Last night. Was that when they first hooked up? I know this was when they they hooked up. I can't remember if they were were doing stuff. Because remember, she stayed the night at the party. But that wasn't a thing. Yeah, that wasn't a thing. I don't remember. (laughs) I think Veronica's just like, Betty has a boyfriend now. There's no way she could be upset about this. Yeah. Which, true. I don't know. And then the doctor. What is the doctor wearing? What is the doctor wearing? What is he wearing? It's like a side, like, button-up thing. He he looks like a sailor. I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he doesn't look like a surgeon. I think the show is trying to do a thing where we don't really know what time period this takes place Except in. Except for they all have smartphones. Like it take, I think it takes place in an alternate universe, though. Well, I mean, that would explain also explain why all the all the nurses still have, like, their little yeah. Johnny Caps are wearing, like, short skirts and why 
you know, the Pop Tate's Diner is so successful. Yeah, I'm starting to. I mean, I don't know. This could be like a Fallout style world where, for some reason, the 1950s lasted until like the 22nd century. But things are still like sort of. I don't know. Yeah. Don't anyway, know. so Archie needs to. Uh, is this when he needs to go in and talk to his dad? No, this is when he wants. He wants uh, Jughead to talk to the snakes. Oh, yeah. And Betty is like, you need to go home. And Archie's like, no, Veronica's like, you need to go home and change. And Archie is like, no, I can't. My dad. And then Betty's like, your dad needs to change the clothes. They cut his bloody clothing off of him. Yeah. Go home. And Archie's like, oh, you okay. I'll do that. Betty, you, you, I, I agree <laughs> with what you say a lot more than Veronica. Yeah. Because Veronica's just like, can we leave now? My feet hurt. <laughs> I'm sad. <laughs> it was a place that's not sad. So, meanwhile, um, Luke Perry Andrews is having a second crazy dream. He's having another heavy-handed metaphor. So, this one takes place in his trailer, his work trailer. Right, yes. And Archie's like, you gotta go, you gotta go, they're waiting for I you. I think Archie's trying to convince him to, like, retire or something. Yeah, he's gonna take it over. Yeah. And then he keeps on being like, they're waiting for you, Uncle Oscar, Grandpa. And then Luke Perry Andrews <laughs> is like, they're dead! But they're dead! And Archie's just like... And then he spikes the camera for about five minutes. And it there's, was like, weird. banging on the door, and Archie's like, they're here! <laughs> like, wait, so now Archie is, like... Yeah, I, I don't have understand. No this. idea what's going on. Why is Archie on? the one saying that? Because that is that implying that Luke Perry thinks that Archie, Archie wants him to die. And I don't think Luke Perry thinks that. But there's no. there's this one dream. There's no element of protection in it. No, no. But no. there's the banging, which turns into the dripping of the morphine. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So, um. They go home. Archie does not want to shower. All he wants to do is walk around covered in blood and walk his dog. We should clarify. Archie is covered in his father's blood. Just dripping. Like, it is... He he is a walking murder show. Yep. How do they get to the house? Smithers. I guess. Smithers drove Veronica and Hermione to the hospital. He's the only thing that makes and sense. And just waited outside. Unless Archie was like, like, I already drove there. You would sit on the blood stain, Veronica. I, yeah, because he put his dad in the front seat. Yeah. <laughs> Veronica, you said, if you want, you would just hover over it. I mean, I, it has to be Smithers, because that's the only reason that Hermione would stay at the hospital. Is the only reasonable answer, yes, yeah. is Smithers. Yes. <laughs> Which means that Smithers just drove him there. Then, I mean, Sat in the car outside. I mean, he's Smithersing. Will they, will they go and have... <laughs> hey, here's a skip forward. Shower sex. Meanwhile, Smithers just like, mm-hmm. Here I am. I'll wait here. Before the shower sex, Veronica is not... Veronica says she'll walk the dog, and then Archie says, have you ever walked a dog? And which is a foreign concept to her. She's and like, Smithers couldn't walk the dog. I don't understand. Like, walking a dog is not hard. So Archie, still covered in blood. Like, we see... Like, he <laughs> he does take off his Lairman's jacket. Yep, but he's still... You can still see his father's blood. And they go for a walk. And he tells this heavy-handed, very sweet story about how he wanted the dog. It was supposed to be his dog. And his dad said he had to do everything for the dog. But who looks after the dog? Luke Perry Andrews. Mm-hmm. Luke Perry Andrews doesn't love, or Vegas doesn't love anyone as much as Luke Perry Andrews. No. No, but you know what Archie's talking about? Himself. Himself. His robo self. He's talking about His robo art. Is the dog also a robot? Yes. So we got a robot boy and a robot dog. And they just love their creator yes. so much. <laughs> yes, they do so much. Meanwhile. So, <laughs> Jughead wants it. This is a scene where Jughead's like, hey, criminals. 
Ask around about stuff. Remember how I'm in charge of you? Kind of. I'm putting y'all to work. Yeah, I was I was curious, like, why would Archie ask Jughead to do this? I, I'm hoping Archie, in his robo mind, because he can only think logically, didn't really understand what he was asking. Well, because their last connection was to the serpents was actually through Kevin. Yes, because of Joaquin. Yeah, like, like Jughead actually has not had a whole lot to do with the serpents. And Archie doesn't, I mean, Archie knows that if he was a serpent, he doesn't know that Jughead was like handed over the mantle of the jacket. So he would just, maybe he was just like, maybe, Jughead serpent, just do something Jughead. Maybe he thinks they can do the thing though where they just like walked into the white worm and were like, hello, we're young teenagers looking for information. <laughs> yeah, Jughead, go walk into that bar alone. Good. Um. And the serpents are a little bit sketchy. They're like, no, we're going to do it. Yeah, they're, 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 they're like, well, like, we wouldn't do that. That's not how the serpents work. And I'm like, I have no idea how the serpents work. No, You're, it's not been established. Yeah, the, the only thing we know about you is that one of your guys definitely murdered that boy. Well, Remember, helped murder that definitely boy. Definitely kidnapped him for his father. Yep. And then you guys sat on the evidence, so... So we don't know much about what you do. Apparently, you're not a very, like, uniform unit. Yeah, yeah, y'all can go rogue. And that's what Jughead says. He's like, maybe someone went rogue. Go find out. <laughs> Again? <laughs> you know, like they did about a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, shower sex. Yeah, this is a shower sex scene. Veronica doesn't take off her pearls to shower, which <laughs> seems dumb. No. Well, Way to tarnish those pearls. She doesn't take them off for shower sex. That's true. She knocks on the door and asks <laughs> Archie, okay. are you... Are you are you, are you okay? And she like, knows he's in the shower. Yeah. Well, I mean, she was clearly setting up for shower sex. I mean, she also knows he's a robot, though, so maybe she's worried about how the water interacts. No, she doesn't know she's a, he's a robot. I thought the, the kids knew. No, the only one... No, no, the adults know. Oh. I don't remember our <laughs> mythology. No, the adults oh, know he's a robot, right? <laughs> uh, we'll figure it we'll out. We'll figure it out. It's fine. We forgot the context clue. She definitely doesn't know he's a robot. So suddenly at the hospital... There is a million people there. Yes. I mean, Kevin and Betty have an awesome scene. Mm-hmm. But there's just like a bunch of football players just hanging out. Yeah. Well, with the so, uh, Letterman they're Jack they're to support Archie, who's not there. Who's not there. Or does everyone just love Luke Perry Andrews that much? I mean, I mean, most people do love Luke Perry Andrews. The only one who doesn't is Miss Cooper. And she's there because Betty's there. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And then... <laughs> and then the greatest return to the, <laughs> to the series ever... Cheryl's there. Cheryl gets to go into the back. She gets to go into the She's private surgery area. She's coming from another direction yeah. as well. It's like they already went into surgery and she and just stood. And they're coming out. And she just watched and was like, hmm, good. So we finally get to, I guess, sort of know what happened but at the end. But we don't. So Cheryl's like, my mother ran back into the house to save me. me. <laughs> After my ordeal, suicide attempt, yep. where everyone abandoned you. I went to sleep. And a flickering uh, drape just went into an open candle. You know, one of our 10 million candles that we light our house by? Why are your drapes flickering? Why are your candles lit while you're sleeping? What is happening? I mean, vampire buildings are essentially one huge fire hazard. That's true. So her mom came home from the Jubilee and rushed in there to save Cheryl. And Cheryl is fine, but her mother... Got third degree burns and smoke inhalation. Yes, which, yeah. which which is very bad. We know is a lie, but we, we <laughs> but we also know makes no like the truth wouldn't even make any sense. Then nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense. Her mom was outside of that <laughs> they building. They were standing outside looking at the fire, and, and I'm like, Cheryl was like, Cheryl 
This is a new beginning. Like Cheryl pushed her inside the fire. Or did she just light this new beginning and then lit her mom on fire? Maybe. Some nonsense like that. Okay. So um, then we learn that Robo Archie does not understand wallets. No. So Veronica opened up Luke Perry Andrew's stuff just because she's the worst kind of person. She was curious. She says she wanted to help, but really, she was curious. What's in this bag? Is it a present for me? This is all just bloody clothes. Archie doesn't know what to get me. Archie doesn't know how to shop for a lady. Missing from this bag of bloody clothes is Luke Perry Andrew's wallet. Yes. And Archie says, and I quote, but everything important to him was in it. He took it everywhere. (laughs) Archie, that's what you do with a wallet. That's how wallets work. I have a wallet with me right now. It's not because everything important to me is in it. It's because it, I mean, it is important, but But, it's not like it's. (laughs) Yeah. If I lose it, I would not be crushed. I would be worried. It would be very inconvenient. I would have a lot of ID and, like, credit card straight No, place. but I would not fall to my knees and yank my pearl necklace off. So, um... I don't know. So they, they, they fight. But Veronica finally acts mildly human and is like, No, dude, you can't just push people away from you. I am going to help you whether you want it or not. Yeah, and I'm like... Good for you, Veronica. Good work. This you is, did a something. Yeah. You yeah. decide to make it not about you, Great. which is... A plus. Which is good. Which, which is, is which is good. Which is good. So, Aaron. Mm-hmm. What are you drinking tonight? Well, in honor of the return of Riverdale, I am drinking a news... I know... Or is he New Zealand? Mm. He is from New Zealand. Yes, nailed it. In honor of the return of Riverdale, I am drinking a New Zealand Pinot Grigio. It's good. (laughs) New Zealand, which takes place in, we think, Maine? Yeah. 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 Well, KJ Appa's from New Zealand. Fair enough. Which, when I said, "Mm, is he, you knew what I meant. Yeah, he's he's from New Zealand, yes. This is a lovely Pinot Grigio. It's very crisp. It's a little summery for the winter that we live in, <laughs> but it is like 10 degrees Celsius outside today. This is like summer. Yeah. I mean, I went out last night and my windows are frosted over, but this morning. Yeah. It's fine. And we are, we're going out after this to celebrate my birthday. So I'm doing a little pre-gaming with some white wine because I'm just that cool. Yeah. So um, let me read this to you. Tart cream at, mm. Tart green apple flavors mix it up with a white preach undertone. Floral blossoms and citrus aromas do the tango sunshine in the glass. Nice. I tried really hard not to laugh while I was reading that, but... Good. 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 Nothing is better than reading the notes of a wine. So let me take a sip here. See what I taste. Kevin, do you want to do a tasting with me? No. No? No, not of that giant glass. Yeah, they can't see it. That is a giant glass. It's not full, though. Fair enough. I mean, I could probably fit an entire bottle of wine in this glass. I have not done that. No. Anyway, this wine is crisp and refreshing, but I don't taste sunshine. No, uh, I mean, that probably hurt. That's disappointing. So Archie has a call from uh, Sheriff Keller to do a, line a lineup up? for eyes? Guys in Hikes? masks? This can't be admissible in court. Like, lineups are already are kind of, like... A little bit weird, like it helps yeah. sort of remember certain things. But I think when it goes down to we're going to have all these guys put on masks and you finger some guy, like who's it going to be? That's not a like. There's no way that can. There's no way that can be admissible. But 
again, Sheriff Keller is not a trained policeman. He just woke up one day when Jason went missing and made himself sheriff. I saw this in The Usual Suspects. I love that movie. I don't understand how he got a lineup together in, like, half an hour. Yeah. I mean, how long would the shower sex have taken? With the dog walk, I'm saying half an hour. Uh, yeah, maybe yeah. an hour. Maybe an hour. But, like, you know, he had to interview Archie. Then he had to get his notes together. He then just, he had to find these guys. He had to find a bunch of guys with green eyes. And they're like, all right, put on these masks. But isn't the problem none of their eyes are green enough? I don't know. I can't actually tell what's going on in the synapses of Robo Archie's brain. Well, like, faces are just, like, flashing well, all over the place. like, PTSD flashbacks. Yeah. Like, and then, and then we cut to uh, Betty, who Veronica's just explaining this to. And Betty's like... Archie's gonna freak out. Yeah. <laughs> like, She's like, you should have stayed. And Veronica's like, no, he told me to tell you. And you can see Betty's face is just like, this. <laughs> look, we you can't. You shouldn't have listened to him. <laughs> look, we can't trust Sheriff Keller. He's an idiot. Don't. He's he's mostly a movie cop. It's true. He's I, all catchphrases and lineups. I bet if he didn't read some of the Miranda rights, he would have to let them go. I mean, the real Probably. cops wouldn't, but I bet he would. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Veronica says they need to find this wallet. Because that's... that's their job and not the job of the police. Yeah, it's... <laughs> I, I just want to say this for the record, and I'm sure all of our very smart n- listeners notice this. Archie does not tell the police that his dad's wallet is missing. Yeah. <laughs> which seems like a really good way... For them to track down this murderer. Yeah, if his credit card was used or or anything. His ID, to... like if Fred Andrews tries to buy booze in the next town over. Yeah, or, or, or just tell them that, yeah, he also took his wallet. Literally tell the police this like, information. Like, Archie, you went from finding his wallet is missing to meeting the sheriff. Just mention it. Like in just passing. Say. Yeah. Like, oh, by the way, guess what I found out when I went home? His wallet's missing. Yeah. Cool. And even, even Sheriff Keller would be like. I guess we would probably do something with that. Yeah. He must have access to some teen Google sites that he can use to... No, Sleuthster sites that he can use to investigate it. I know. But Veronica sees uh, her mother sneak off to the chapel in the in the, the creepiest chapel, all oh, lit in red. And very dark, covered in candles. And because remember how in the latter half of the first season, Veronica took a sharp twist against her dad? Yep. Comparatively to the beginning of the season, when she literally threw a fit when her mom, quote-unquote, betrayed their father. By considering dating someone else. But now, now Veronica's, like, all good and sly, and she's like, well, maybe... Maybe like one of you guys called the hit, and also she does. She doesn't say, even say that she thinks that she thinks that Hermione, Hermione did called it. the hit. Yep, and Hermione goes full heel. Oh, Hermione goes a full villain. Like she's like, like I, like, I can't remember what she said. Uh, she says, Veronica, your, this disrespect will no longer be accepted, not by myself. And certainly not by your father. And then something about slapping her. Like, I don't know. She, yeah. Yeah. She she threatens to slap her. She does. But she won't because they're in public. Yeah, something about that. They're or, in church. They're, yeah, they're in a chapel or else she would slap or else she would slap her. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's crazy. Her, like, like, Hermione, Miss, Miss Lodge, chill out. And you know what? Yes, You're... it is mildly disrespectful that Veronica... Th- accused her mother of hiring a hitman. Absolutely. But I don't think disrespectful is the right well, word. And also this doesn't this doesn't match with how she has always treated Veronica. Because even yeah. when Veronica was the worst to her, 
she was like, hey, I understand. Look, Frog, I know you're going through a lot. I'm going through a lot as well. And, like, like the one thing that we – the first thing we learned about Hermione is that she loves Veronica. Yeah. Like, more than anything else, she loves Veronica. Apparently, second season says, you know what? The one, one of the two good parent figures we had on the show? Gone. Nah, gone. Get her out of here. And Turn her into a devil. Well, all of the good parents are gone. Luke Perry Andrews, shot. <laughs> shot. Maybe someone's been poisoning her wine. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. She's going through some sort of psychosis. So we get to meet new Reggie. We do. I new mean, Reggie <laughs> is hot. I mean, we still get to meet him. He's, he's he's around. He stands next to Archie. And, and also, if you did not real, if you did not remember first Reggie, you would not realize it's a new Reggie because they got someone who looks a lot close like enough. Him. Yeah. Considering we haven't seen Reggie for a long for a time. long time. Close enough, we were able to tell it was him on first look. Yeah, without him having any Reggie lines. Yes. We just looked really like, hey, new Reggie. Because he, Looking good. Because he's there as the pussycats arrive and the puss- in a very dramatic way. Where they inform Archie that they're going to send all of their prayers and as many of their nine lives as Luke Perry Andrews needs. And I really, really wanted Archie to be like, good, do that. No, do that. Do that. Yes. Do, do what you said. Would you please give him all of your lives? You're like, no, no, it was a, it was a metaphor, Archie. It's a metaphor. Robo Archie doesn't understand metaphor. Give him your lives. So why would you give him your life? You're so selfish. Also, hi Val. Remember <laughs> <laughs> when we dated? We were awesome until the show was like, nope. And also, Melody's there. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> sorry, and once again, then the doctor comes up again. This is and we... when the doctor comes up <laughs> and informs Archie that what will really make his dad heal heal yeah is talking to him which, positively. Which I mean. To, to be fair, that is what a lot of doctors say, is that, like, if someone's in, especially, like, a coma like yeah. that, just talking positively with them would help. But the way this is presented is, like, Archie, you are the one who can save your <laughs> only, dad. Only you can help him. And I'm like, at that point, I'm like, that man might not be a doctor. <laughs> he He's not dressed like a doctor. <laughs> he may be an ice cream man. Where is his white coat? Where is I his mean, white I coat? I mean, he's wearing a white coat, but it's got that sweet side swoop that I would normally, like, attribute to a chef. And it's piped in blue. I don't know. But, uh, but oh, Archie does go in there to talk to his dad. And then we have crazy dream number three. In, in, which in this one, he dreams that Archie's going to propose to Veronica. And he thinks the ring's really nice. And Archie says, yeah, she better love it. She picked it. Like, that seems about right. And then but, Pop Tates comes over. Everyone's excited. Yeah. And then, then of course, they start just saying die over... And over, like the most yeah. heavy handed death things. And then were, along comes our friend. And then comes the guy. And Great. he. And then that's that's, that's, that's the end the of that dream. one. I can't remember where that one cuts to, but we do get to go to Betty and Jughead doing <laughs> stuff. Doing some investigating where we learned that Pop Tates chose not to lock the door today. No, no, he. Ch- or, which he probably should have. Yeah. I or don't put know. up a close sign. I mean, assume the close sign is up. They just ignored it. Well, because they're investigating. Yeah. And then he's like, hey, do you guys want to. Like, have a burger or something with a pool of blood just right there. Yeah, because he feels bad for them. Yeah. And uh, Betty says no. Jughead says yes, I'm always hungry. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. what I gotta do. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. And you know, we love it when Jughead eats burgers, so that's great. And then Pop Tate gives what I have to imagine was the line that was pitched about four months ago. To be in the trailer. When, when someone was like, I know what line we're gonna do. Because Pop Tate says that. that it's like the angel of death came to town. Pop Tate's also, in this overly dramatic speech, reveals that no money was stolen. And, oh, he gives a casual reference to the riots. It's quote-unquote the riots. He had bricks thrown his 
thrown through his windows during the, the riots. riots. Which means us at some point, Riverdale had riots. Race riots? I mean... Maybe? Who knows? I'm, I'm tempted to say... Because or, it is Pop Tate. Or class riots. Could have been class riots. Anyway. <laughs> maple riots. <laughs> maple syrup riots. Back during, back during the maple syrup riots. Oh my god. It was the um, Coopers versus the Blossoms riots. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Anyway. Sorry, the entire bit just reminded me of the talk from um, season one. When where, Veronica was like, there will be a reckoning. No, no, no. When, the, when there was that coroner who oh, appeared yes. in one episode who was like, this body has a touch of evil. And I'm like, in what way? Please go on and explain. Because from the rest of the Caesar, series and the rest of the season, I don't know what you mean. It was a dead body, which sucks. Yeah, but. <laughs> but it's not like he was cursed by the devil. But now this angel of death thing is they they talk about it all the time. Like, oh, this it is comes the new up. Thing they talk about him as the angel of death. It's he's a guy who shot one person in the town, and as far as they know, he's just like a he's just a robber, a robber who got spooked. Like I can't tell how big this town is because the way they talk about it, it's getting is both small and big at the same time. Yeah. Um. So we also learn that Pop Tates, as soon as the gun turned away from him, he ducked, he dived, he has no idea what happened. Yes, which explains why he no has no, those gaps. Yeah. Uh, so they eat food, and Betty... Betty gets real melodramatic real fast. So she's talking to Jughead about, essentially, the, what happened. The, yeah. The whole serpent thing. Um, and then she's like, they gave you that jacket. And he's and like, fit yep. you, And it fit you so well. And it like, fit you like a like, glove. Betty, are you trying to convince him to be a serpent? And Jughead, Jughead finally reveals that he's like, hey, I want to... Have this jacket. I want to ride the motorcycle. I want to live in the trailer because I want to be close to my dad. Mm -hmm. I may never get to spend time with him again outside of a prison. And I just want to remember who he was. Yeah. And Betty's like, oh. He also does say at one point, he's like, I didn't want to refuse putting on the jacket surrounded by, you know, the gang. So we do find out he's not going into foster care. He's going to live in his dad's trailer and the foster family is just going to pretend they're fostering him because they're serpents. Yes, I assume the foster family, like, they essentially found a way to make the foster family be serpents. Yeah. Yeah, which, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. Feel it that way. They don't have to get a new set. So then we got to cut back to Cheryl. Oh, yeah. So Mama Blossom is burned up like crazy. Yeah, she is head to toe covered. I imagine it's not the same actress. (laughs) So she is covered head to toe in just like bandages. She has like a nose thing. And, and like you can her... see around her eyes. It's just all like scar tissue. Yeah. And then Cheryl reveals the truth. She's like, I told them all he came to save me. I know they came in to save. You went in to save that stupid family portrait. What? What, what was in that portrait? What do you, what do you mean? We saw this you both been... standing outside, and you're saying that she got burnt to all kinds of hell because she went in to save a picture. There is more to this. This is the season well, mystery. Well, either that or the writers were like, at the end of last season, they had that dramatic shot where Cheryl and her mom looking up at the, the thing. And then they're like, you know what? It would have been better if the mom was inside. But they showed them outside in the previously on. No, I know. That's what I mean. That's why they had, that's why they had to write that she ran back. In. So they were in the house. Cheryl started the fire. They left the house. The mom, the mom was like, oh, God, the porch, the portrait. What and about, when, oh, God, the grandma? I'm sure she flew off like Jitty Jitty Bang Bang. 
so um, Cheryl clutches her mom's air tube and is like, no, no, mom. You used to abuse me. Now I'm in charge. Now I'm the abuser. Yeah. <laughs> Which is like the, the the most obvious form of vicious circle I have ever seen. Yep. So Cheryl has gone from chaotic neutral to, I'm going to say chaotic evil. She is for sure chaotic. Is well, for- what about later this episode? When she chaoses into Luke Perry Andrew's room. Look, you can still do that and be evil. <laughs> so Veronica doesn't understand what Archie is going through because she buys him a wallet. And then Archie doesn't understand what Archie is going through because he's happy about he's it. He's like, thanks, you're the best girlfriend ever. He doesn't understand <laughs> the concept of the wallet. He just... <laughs> It's like he doesn't understand the concept of the wallet. He doesn't know why the wallet was bad. He just thought that the wallet, like, oh man, he's really not going to like that he's missing that piece of leather. Hopefully I get him a new one. Whatever, Archie. I don't know. You're a robot. I don't know. Um, So then we learn from a very emotional scene that the reason Archie has been so weird and evasive is because he's embarrassed that he was scared. Yeah. Because he came running in, the guy shot his dad, and then Archie was like, I didn't charge him. I didn't go to my dad. I just stood there with a man with a gun on me. And closed my eyes. As I would say 98% of 15-year-old boys would do. Yeah, because what he, what the guy does is he walks up and he puts the gun against his head, and Archie closes his eyes for and it. And just stands there and waits. Yeah, and he says long enough that he could have taken the wallet. Yeah. Which, I, which once again, I... I Yes, he's being ridiculous, and too far the other characters are like, yeah, you're being ridiculous. But it is also a totally reasonable yeah. emotion for a 15-year-old to have. Yeah, no, no. The, what what Archie is going through right now is one of the best emotional moments for mm-hmm. some that we've seen. Because he's, he literally does feel very much like, you know, he somehow failed his dad, even though... He did everything. Everything he could do for his father, he did. Here's what I'm going to say. Archie needs a therapist. Now, Aaron, do you think Archie's going to get a therapist? I think Archie might spend some time talking to Sheriff Keller. (laughs) Oh, no. And Veronica. Oh, no. And I would say uh, Miss Grundy, but... So, I'm just looking he still doesn't tell the police about the missing wallet. And he's concerned now. He says, all of my dad's information is in the wallet. What if they come back to my house? (laughs) Like, well, tell the police. Tell the police. You tell the police. Also, Archie, (laughs) apparently this is a small town. Yeah. I'm pretty sure people know where you live. Yeah, like, like, Luberry Andrews seems to be somewhat a staple of the town, because they have people react to him. And, like... Every scene we have in the hospital, more and more teenagers are just piling into that hospital. Yeah, and if the idea is that it is a personal attack on Fred Andrews, then I promise you, they know where he lives. Yeah. They kn- if it's the Serpents, they know where he lives. If it's the Lodges, they know where he lives. If it's the Blossoms, they know where he lives. Also, Luke Perry Andrews for sure has a home phone line, <laughs> so you could definitely look him up in the white pages. Also, his house might be his business address. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. No. Oh, Cheryl. So, so let's set the scene. For Archie decides to go see his dad. Which is reasonable. He walked into the room and Cheryl... Is kissing his dad on, on the, the forehead. forehead. And Archie's like, hey, what's going on? And Cheryl says, when you saved me, you gave me the kiss of life. Now I'm giving it to your father. Don't worry, Archie Andrews. He'll be fine. 
And then she like just floats out like a fairy. She's like, she, what? So, <laughs> what? So Cheryl was going to turn him into a vampire until Archie came in. Yeah, she was going to give him the kiss. <sighs> yeah, of life. But she first was going to do her weird kiss on the forehead because I also think she thinks she's a witch. Well, she marks her victims with the kiss on the she, forehead. It's so weird because Cheryl clearly thinks she's magic. Yeah, she sure does. <laughs> like, in, like, separate from this podcast, which is the truth, Cheryl, thinks, Cheryl she, thinks she's magic. She thinks she's magic. She is... <laughs> she thinks everything she... Oh, we forgot to mention, when she was threatening her mom, and she was like, no, I'm the abuser, she also said, if you tell anyone that I'm lying, I'm going to tell them what actually happened in the barn. So that's something. So, which, which, here's the thing, though. So they hung him. Yes, they killed him. Like, when you say what actually happened in the barn, I don't imagine, once again, magic happened. There's no mystery to that. No. He, or, or is she going to tell them that they drove him to suicide or something? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I care so little about that. So this creepy Cheryl scene segues into crazy dream number four. The final dream, which is Archie's wedding to Veronica. Where we learn the Andrews. Very Scottish. Of course they are. Archie is red hair. Uh, Irish have red hair too. Yeah, but they're Archie. But I think Andrews is, yeah. comes, is a Scottish Everyone's name. wearing kilts. There's bagpipes. Everyone's so excited. Yeah. Until the gunman comes. This metaphor is all screwy. Because the, the gunman points the gun at Luke Perry and fires. And then Luke Perry wakes up. Yeah. And it's reestablished that Luke Perry Andrews needs to protect Archie. And so they so, have a, they have a talk, and yeah. Archie is willing to use his robo body to protect his dad at all costs. At all costs, good. <laughs> his dad's like, no, your robo body was not meant for conflict. Oh no, I don't know how you'll react to bullets. Your, your robo body is meant for love, Archie. I'm not strong enough to repair you. What if it tears your sensitive robot skin? <laughs> what if all of your bits hang out? I built you for peace. So. Okay, so I'm the Luke Perry Andrews might be Doctor Light from the Mega Man series, which means there's a bunch of other robot masters out there, like Cut Man and Guts Man, and well, you know what? If Sabrina finally comes, maybe she's also connected to this robot robot empire. I know she's a witch, but she's Magic Man. There's a lot of dumb robot masters out there. <laughs> Um, so we have a short scene where Jughead wants to drive Betty home, and Betty is like, "If my mom sees this motorcycle." Literally, the bowels of hell will open and consume Riverdale. Which might be true. Yeah. She is a witch. She is a witch. And I have to ask, why is it raining in winter? I mean, it, it does. It's Well, here, here's the okay, thing. Okay, it rains in winter in Vancouver. It, does it, it rain in winter in Maine or wherever? The problem, no. The problem is that like it does not seem like that's in season for it to rain in, in winter because of the amount of snow still sitting yeah. around. It makes me think that it's still cold enough. So I think it was actually just raining in Vancouver, and they were like, okay. Yeah, let's do it. Whatever. It's fine. Uh, Jughead arrives home to... The worst arrive home! Yeah, so there, so there's so there's serpents there, and they're beating up a man who's just in a chair, and then the serpents reveal that... He was just mouthing off. Yeah, so they're like, hey, this, this guy said that he might have robbed a place. Turns out he was lying. And now we're going to show you our receipts? We want you to know. <laughs> that we did something. And Jughead's like, oh no. We, wa- <laughs> we want you to know for sure that we did, like, we want, we took a, we could have taken a photo. We could have even just told you. Why would we lie to you? Like, but look, we wanted to show you 100%. So in my head, I'm like, is this like a rule? 
in the serpents. So this is how we know that FP was the leader. <laughs> he had apparently. to. Been, yeah, he had to have been the leader. And Jughead's like, oh, no. Being a leader of the Viking is the worst. Oh, man. Ugh. Okay. Uh, so the Veronica. Lodge parents... The Lodge parents are creeps. Oh, yeah. so They Ver- are hanging out in the dark. Veronica arrives home to a darkened room. I assume Smithers was sent off to sit in a corner somewhere. He had to pick her up. And then there's Miss Lodge standing next to the table. And at the head of the With table... With a glass of wine. ...is a shadowy-faced man. Shadowy no, no, she doesn't, have, she doesn't have a glass, glass she of wine. She does. She has a wine bottle and she's pouring oh, wine that's for... Right. And then she has her own glass later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... And Miss Lodge immediately snitches on her daughter. So Mark Consuelas is like, I got out of jail early. I came here to surprise you. Imagine my surprise when you weren't here to greet me. And then I'm like, (laughs) but you got out early. Also, your daughter's boyfriend's dad was shot and she was in the hospital. This is okay. This is an okay reason to not be home. He might have called that shot. So he says that and he's like, that was so disrespectful. And then Miss <laughs> Lodge is like, also she drank your crystal. Such disrespect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she drank your crystal. And I'm like, Miss Lodge, you're better than this. What is Her- this? Hermione. Hermione. You you're 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 a good person. Don't don't let these writers tell you what yeah. to do. Mark Consuelas, he is not that hot. You get some Luke Perry Andrews instead. <laughs> he is exactly 20 years older than me. I, and then Veronica, like, fronts on her parents. She's like, also, Luke, Luke Ferry Andrews woke up. And I bet we're all happy about that. And the parents look at each other like, uh-oh. And then we learn how handsome and non-white-haired Mark Consuelos is. Yeah. 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 He, I mean, we're looking at the photo on the Wikipedia page. It's like, okay. But they they youthened him. Yeah, he looks younger than he normally does. Yeah, they're like, you know what we need, need to do for Hiram Lodge? Make him younger. He Like, he looks younger than Luke Perry Andrews. Yeah. Luke Perry Andrews is so hot. So hot. Now we gotta go, go. Speaking of Luke Perry Andrews, he gets to go home. Immediately. So fast. He just woke that up. That day? Aaron, I, I'm American healthcare system. That's true. He the, cannot afford more nights. Yeah, they're like, now get I, out of the bed. I imagine Molly Ringwald Andrews stormed to the hospital and was like, he has no money. You send him home. We will not be paying a hospital bill. I am a lawyer. And then, so she uh, takes some soup upstairs to him. Yeah. And then Archie <laughs> takes a seat in the. In the middle of the Archie Andrews uh, household, yep. where he can see both the front door and the back door, gets himself a bat. And he taps that bat on the floor on, like, he is threatening the world. To sit sentinel. Now, here's what I have to imagine, Aaron, because he d- doesn't want his parents to know. As soon as Molly Ringwald has to come back downstairs, because she has to. Yeah. She has a tray of soup. He just pretends he's he, like. He just, like, stands up and hides the bat. And it's like, no, I'm just, I'm just standing around here, Mom. Don't I worry s- about it. I was just looking at these pictures. Pictures yeah. on the wall. And then she goes back upstairs again. Then he sits down again and taps the bat. Yeah, I'm like, a parent needs to stop that behavior ASAP. <laughs> he has engaged some sort of protocol that Luke Perry Andrews did not know he had in his system. Yeah, I, so somehow he has gained, like, a a sentinel-like <laughs> yeah. form. He downloaded it from the internet, I guess. <laughs> he was on Sleuthster and things went wrong. <laughs> it, did not, it did not go good. No. No... There's a lot of weird cutaways in in the Riverdale series. But the narration tells us that Archie didn't need to worry that night because the Angel of Death was stalking a different small town. Well, Greendale. 
Right across the river. <laughs> because you have Riverdale, and, and you have Greendale, Greendale, and you have Sunnydale. And I got real lost. I was like, what is that from? <laughs> it's community. It's community. It's not it's related Greendale to Community this. College. It's not related to this network. Where Miss Grundy definitely teaches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she doesn't like it because they're not teens. Yeah, because guess what, guys? Miss Grundy, still a sexual predator. Yeah, she plays the piano, which is not something that we learned. She was a cellist. Yeah. And Archie played guitar. Yeah, so now, but now she's teaching piano. To a 16-year-old. I guess she's just really good at all music. I guess so. And but also all pedophiling. Because she real kisses that guy and tells him to come back tomorrow. Mm, yes, they're having their 1 a.m. piano lesson that his parents are chill about. But guess what, guys? When he comes back tomorrow, he will have no love. Because the angel of death kills Miss Grundy? Makes no sense. Why? Why? Makes no sense. This is the only mystery I care about. I really thought when he was like, the angel of death stalks a different town, it would just be her sexual predating another child. Yeah. And I I was like, oh. Oh, "Oh, she's returning to the series. Exactly. No, No. apparently this, this person, this person who was targeted Fred Luke Perry Andrews, Fred Luke Perry Andrews. Also, apparently, has a thing against Miss Grundy. Though there's not a big connection there. There's not a big so connection between the two. This grown adult is actually just trying to take away the things that Archie Andrews once loved or currently loves. Yeah, so I guess he's targeting Archie. Archie, who the entire last season was, <laughs> did nothing, was mostly just getting over his fear of stage. Yep. So uh, watch out, football team. Watch out, Archie's guitar. <laughs> Watch out. Val? Val? Yeah, Val must be very careful. Yes. Yeah. Watch out for Veronica? Yeah, and Betty. I mean, really, most of the people in Riverdale, except for probably Miss Cooper. Yeah, I was going to say, but Miss Cooper? Miss Lodge. You're safe. You're A OK. <laughs> Maybe Reggie, depending on how the relationship is this year. Let's see. Ethel's fine. Yeah, Ethel doesn't know Archie. <laughs> no. They've never had a scene They've together. They've never had a scene together. So, Aaron. Yeah. Did you find yourself a CW moment oh, somewhere in this Kevin. grand display? There were so many moments. There's a lot of them. There are a lot of them. Um, for those of you who are new to our podcast, because you're just coming back for Riverdale Season 2. Yeah. And you're like, I need a Riverdale podcast. I like robots. This is where I am. <laughs> I like robots. A CW moment is a moment where the writers, they just throw logic right out the door to bring in drama yes and my cw moment is obvious we talked about it quite a bit so we won't be able to delve really deep but it is that line where hiram lodge says imagine my surprise when you weren't here to greet me from his shadowy darkness it's like why would she be there if you got home early (laughs) it's 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 like saying yeah i got off work early why weren't you here why don't you just sit around waiting for me? I am Hiram Lodge. Why were you just not crying and clutching each other for the last five months? I sit exclusively in shadows. Also, how long was Hiram Lodge in jail for? Because this is, like, it's winter. Have they had Thanksgiving? No. This is like, this last season well, was no, two he- months here's long. Here's the thing. They had Maple Syrup Festival, which is February. Isn't Maple Syrup is February? Yeah, but it didn't become winter until the Maple Syrup Fest. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like there would have been a Christmas episode if there was Christmas. I don't know. Maybe this show doesn't care about that. When, when is American Thanksgiving? Soon? It's, it's November. 
Okay, so if there's a Thanksgiving episode, the timeline will tell us, I think and then pa- we'll know where we I are. I think it's past Thanksgiving. But why was there not Christmas? Because I don't think they care. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, I just want these kids to get unless, older. Unless if the maple syrup season started in October, which is insane. I don't understand anything that the Blossoms do, so... Kevin, do you have a CW moment? Yeah, I decided my CW moment was going to be the fact that Jughead was allowed to go to go with Archie to his statement. Because all <laughs> Jughead did in that meeting was, was Kelly was like, maybe the serpent did. And Jughead did. Serpents didn't do it. I'm like, Jughead, Jughead, you're adding nothing to this. Jughead even poured a coffee, but the coffee was not for Archie. The it was coffee for himself. Was for himself. <laughs> like... Like Sheriff Keller, I know you're useless, but but like, what is but the? Don't, but don't let the, don't let the friend of the guy you're talking to, who you know, who was literally just arrested, like mm-hmm. a week ago. Don't let and this... his dad was just arrested, and you think the serpents might? Ex- Why? Don't let this child bully you what? into letting you come to this meeting. Yeah, don't let him be there. If anything, get like. I mean, to be Betty. fair, there's no other good parents in that room. It should have been a parent. It should have been, been, been um should've Daddy been that, Cooper. It should have been that doctor. <laughs> was he a doctor, though? That He should have been that sailor doctor. Sheriff Keller looked at him and was like, you're not a doctor. Mm. This is a reference to people who, who, like, who get out there. He kind of looked... Like he was wearing the costume that if you uh, if you read JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, the most recent part, <laughs> it's, he's sort of wearing what Josuke wears in that. Yeah, I don't know, guys. I don't know. I don't know. But hey, Riverdale's back. We did a review of it. We're coming in hot. And we're going to keep doing them. So and if you, uh, if you like, like that, us, you should give us a, a review, a uh, subscription, a rating. Those five-star ratings really help people find us. It could get us, it could get us on the charts. Riverdale's you know back. What? Come on. We're the number one Riverdale podcast. By number one, I mean we were the first. <laughs> we're number one chronologically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, you can email us. Our email is podcastmoa, podcastmoa at gmail.com. And conveniently, our social medias, also podcastmoa. Yeah, that's Instagram and that's Twitter. And you know what? We are ready to talk about Riverdale because all of our friends don't watch it live. They just want to binge watch at the end of the season. And that's the wrong way to do it. So you need a week to, oh God, you need a week to unpack. You need a, oh man. I know. When we flew to Vegas, I was like, oh my God, Riverdale is on the like, yeah. the media thing on the airplane. I'm going to watch so many Riverdales. I watched one and then was like. <laughs> I, I need to take a break. I got to watch a new girl now. I can't. <laughs> Holy crap. I can't. Who is the angel of death? What does it mean now that Mr. Lodge has come home? Why did Miss Blossom run back into that house? Because we know what Cheryl said could not be true. For answers to all this and more, join us next week on Mystery, Outsiders, and Abs. A teen drama fan cast? 